This week, again, we go behind the scenes of motorsport racing. For this week, I'm joined by the team manager of Redline Racing, Mr. Alexander Twine. In this episode, we'll be talking about his 21-year-long journey with the team and the race management post-COVID-19. Make sure you hear this episode. And as always, welcome to the Bond Sports Show. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for joining me for the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's exciting because it's uh, our first race weekend. Mm. For the past few weeks, I've been interviewing some drivers from Redline Racing. And uh, this podcast especially is really interesting for me because this is the first time I'm talking to a team manager of a race. So first, let's talk about your job. What are the roles and the responsibilities that, are, that, you, are, uh, that you work for in Redline Racing? Yeah, well, I mean, the role is, um, I mean, we always have our basic sort of roles, the car preparation, the hotels, organising the staff, um, and putting it all into one and organising the event for, for the team. Um, but as it is more sport, there is a lot of scenarios where you come across problem solving because people have crashes, there's always something. So there's a lot of prob- problem solving, but me and Simon as, as team managers look after it very well and work very well as a team. So I guess especially this year and last year would be more difficult for you because of COVID regulations. I think you need to look after that as well, right? Yeah, I mean, the COVID was, you know, it was a big issue at first because it put our seasons all back. Um, but I mean, thanks to people like Ian and James at Porsche um, Motorsport UK, they've, they've, they've done a really good job mm. to keep everybody in check and give us really good guidance. Um, so we've managed to, you know, keep the social distancing, wearing the mask. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit of a pain wearing them all day. But, you know, you, say, you tend to get, it's like anything, you get used to it eventually. Mm. And it sort of becomes a norm. So, um, yeah, it's... it's, it's it's very well organized on the Porsche side as well. So, so how's it like? Are the managers or the team managers like, like yourself, are, are you supposed to like look after every person who's wearing a mask and work as a monitor and like keep the mask up? How, how's the management like in that case? Yeah, well, I mean, you've just got to, you know, you've got to ask the guys and sometimes you do have to remind people. Um, but I mean, us as a team, the, the boys have done excellent in it. Um, you know, there's nobody that doesn't, you know, there's nobody that's refusing to do it or anything mm-hmm. like that. If there's any, you know, if there's a mass missing, it's, it's a genuine mistake. It's, um, but I mean, they're, they're really good at keeping on top of it themselves. So, I mean, fortunately, we don't have to, you know, properly monitor that. Um, and we do carry sanitizing stuff in the awnings and have a one-way system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything is taken care of regarding COVID. Right. And while talking about the motorsport industry, and since it's said by a lot of people that it's a very niche industry. So I want to ask you what motivated you in, in joining this industry and how did this career start where you've worked for Redline Racing for 21 years now? How did it all start for you? Well, it started for me when I was very, very young, about seven years old. My dad used to race. Oh, wow. um, I was brought up on the racing track. And ever since then, it was just something I wanted to be involved in. Um, so I ended up joining Redline when I was 16, um, straight away. And I started, you know, started at the bottom, um, you know, washing the, f- the wheels. And- oh, okay, what was the first role that you had to do for Redline Racing? First role was just the guinea pig. You know, I, I had to be there just 
you know, just wash, just do all the rubbish for the lads, you know, wash the cars, you know, just, you know, black all day, but, you know, you just had to get stuck in and, you know, I started right at the bottom, you know, mm. there was, there was, I was, I did my apprenticeship here as well, so, um, yeah, I mean, they taught me as well, taught me on the way up, so, you know, fair play, very, you know, it's, it's been very enjoyable. Mm. And talk to me about the pressure that you have to work with. And I also asked this question to Simon as well, that it's a team that has had its own legacy. It's been, you've been um, said to be 10 times world champ, uh, 10 times champions in this league. What's the pressure like for you? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the pressure is, it can get to you sometimes. We try not to show it anywhere, do we? What, um, what gets to I you? Mean, well, you know, you, you could have somebody, you know, they go out and you have all your plans sort of laid out. You know, right, we've got testing next week after the race weekend. Next thing, you have two cars with a big crash and, mm. and you've got to get to Germany to get a shell and, and you know, but we do whatever it takes to get the cars back out. Um, but, I mean, the pressure side of it, we, we have fun as well along the way. You know, it's not... It's, yeah, you have to you have to enjoy it, and you know sometimes yeah you are in the workshop at midnight, but we've all got a Domino's pizza and we're all happy. So, <laughs> you, <laughs> with with the toughest experiences, like what I was saying, if and this is going to be a tough one for you, I think, if you had to pick one day from this twenty-one year long experience, which had the toughest experience on you, what day would it be? Oh, what, what day would it be? God, you, I would probably say um, the World Cup, Porsche World Cup, so um, in 2011, um, and it was one of our cars went out and qualified, and he uh, he had a big a big crash at fifth gear, and basically every panel was damaged, including the engine, the gearbox had moved, and everything, and then to rebuild it through the night for the car, I won't mention names. Um, to rebuild it through the night for the car to only do two laps the next day was a bit disappointing. But you know the car ran fine. It was he got he got hit off. So you know to work through the night for the car to get hit off into the wall again. But you know that is part of racing. You get highs and lows, really. And how do you pick yourself up from those moments? Because it's something that's that's really unexpected. I I, I think I even asked this to Josh that when you have a crash or when it's, it's basically the, uh, the car that you're driving that has a technical issue, how do you pick yourself up from those moments? How do you keep, keep yourself motivated? Keep the chin high. How do you do that? Well, it's, it's, it's winning, isn't it? You know, you've got to keep going. And, and this was a championship leading car at the time. So to go, to go through that, you know, after that, you just go, right, come on, we have to knuckle down. We're, we're behind in the championship. But now he's got to motivate you to win the championship at the end. Mm. Um, you know, we're very driven to win. You know, that is, that is one of what we really enjoy to do. And, and it's one of the hardest things in motorsport because everybody else is there to do the same thing. Mm. So. What about when you talk about winning, uh, what was 20, 2009 like? Because um, uh, you, your team missed out on a very few points. And I think that time the driver was a Sutton. So talk to me about that. What, what was that experience like when you were just missing out on a few points? Yeah, well, when you miss, just miss out. I mean, how many, how many points did the, very, was it? Two or three points, right? 
Uh, yeah, he's, I mean, we had this we had this recently as well with Dino Zamparelli, and we oh. we've you know uh, we had it with him, um, and we've had it with James. We've missed out every now and again, you know, but that is very hard to take because you've grafted all year. Um, but that is past part of the parcel of all sport. So you just got to pick yourself up and go again for next year, you know. You, and then that drives you to even, you know, winter and go for the next year and the year after, and you know that's that's what we do. But you've got to be able to pick yourself up. Mm. And based on your experience, um, like in this year, um, you have Daniel who's who's joining this uh, this team, and he's been a part of this team in 2004. 14 15 and uh, 16 as well and then at the same time there are new drivers that have joined in um so from your perspective in terms of managing drivers which one is more easier getting a driver that you already have a past experience or a relationship with or just getting a new driver and and managing the other works which one uh, is more easier for you in terms of management well i don't think any of them are actually difficult um you know they it's okay if you know know them in the past but every, it's the same thing you know it's trying to get the best out of drivers you know and that's that's all we want to do you know managing them you know we can do it to a degree but if we can get the best out of them so we try and bring we've got a very good engineer guy um who works with the drivers very closely and and if we can keep morale up and keep everybody you know happy and 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 give them the best car to do the best job you know that that's what we aim to do so there's no really you know easy way of you know it's we all we want to get the best out of any driver that comes to us mm. so. and what about the political side of 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 management because as a team manager of course you are dealing with um with your team with drivers the stewards the other team members and there are so many people that are involved in racing how do you deal with that political aspect of motorsport well the, the two challenges that we do are actually quite friendly so it's you know the teams will help each other if we need to you know and which is really nice to have in in championships um the politics is probably worse when one of your drivers you know two of your drivers hit each other that's not great um has that ever has that ever happened in uh, when when you when you were yeah, the It has happened. We won't mention names, you know, because. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's probably happened in most teams, and that is not, you know. Uh, but the politics and everything, everybody try, everybody's there, and everybody's worked very hard to get onto the grid. So nobody's, you know, nobody's out there to be malicious to anybody. So you know, the you know, like I say, sometimes we have had the difficulty where the two cars have collided, and it's all oh, right. It's in the same morning, and we have to work together, but. you know we just make sure they you know we play up in families and we try our very best so there's no argument between the team so yeah it is you know but it is the last part of it it's part of it mm. and uh, since i think the first championship that was won by redline was back in 2004 if i'm not wrong when richard westbrook won won that one uh talk to me about your emotions and uh, about the first time when your team was had won this championship what was that like for you uh, yeah i mean that was amazing i remember actually we did all decided to stay in the hotel afterwards and uh, the hotel had a swimming pool and 
bearing in mind I was quite a young lad then, and uh, Richard Westbrook put threw me in the swimming pool after after we won it. So when we got back to the hotel, um, but yeah, that was absolutely amazing to win something like that. Um, and it's, it is a full on team effort. You have to have every member of the staff count. Um, it's it's you know it's not all just down to me and Simon at all. The, the boys are really good good lads. So. You know, and we all keep it as a team effort at the end. You know, it's, so you know, when I was a young lad, game. When we're talking about this, I think team managers or the jobs that uh, that you have had, I think it has also evolved with time because now you you need to look at the pit department. So talk to me about how challenging or how difficult the uh, the management role has been in the twenty one year long journey. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done it for sort of like obviously because I started at the bottom and then I went to to being an apprentice mechanic, then to run my own car, um, and then then obviously stepped into this role. I mean, it's it's it, like I say, there is a lot of problem solving um, and it's keep, keeping everybody's morale together um, and and just keeping every, everybody just in check and you know making sure everybody is happy. Um, but the, the you know COVID you know has stepped in a little bit because it's taken the spectators away, mm. which it loses the little bit of a buzz around the racetrack as well. But I'm hoping well it's looking good for them to come back this year. So I'm excited for that as well because you do miss it. You know you miss the buzz of race day and and everything like that and now it's like we sort of rock up on a Saturday Sunday and it's almost like it's a normal sort of test day because there's not you know 20 30,000 people wandering around you know with all you know absolutely ready to go and having a great time so um yeah but I mean it's it's, it's been good it's been very good what about, my the, what about the sponsorship side um now when people are limited how's the sponsorship side looking for a lot of teams yeah, I mean, the, the same thing, obviously, regarding COVID, but, I mean, we've been very lucky. You know, we've, we've got some good sponsors behind us. Um, but with the, the other teams, I'm not so sure, you know. Um, I think it will affect, or has affected people, unfortunately. But, you know, I think we're out the other side, or fingers crossed, shall I say, we're out the other side, and, and it'll all pick back up. So it's exciting, it's exciting this year to go. And, and how about the revenue aspect of it? Because now you can't also have the, um, uh, how do you say, the fan, uh, the, the fan management or calling upon the fan, the fan experience. You can't have that. So how's the revenue side? How's the revenue been, uh, been grown in the team? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's more for the sponsors because they end up missing out. Hmm. Um, regarding the revenue, it's more the sponsors. So when they normally sponsor a car, they bring clients um, and and we have a full hospitality experience. I mean, I've seen a couple of things recently where it looks as though we're going to get back to that, which is a really good positive for us um, because you, we can't really provide anything for them because we're only allowed certain, we're only allowed team, team members there. Mm. Um, so we can't bring the sponsors to, to the racetrack at the moment. But well, as soon as that does come in, it's, it's going to be, you know, we'll be, we'll be back to where we were. So, yeah. And, how, and does, does this year end looks like the time when you, you may have the fans back? 
yeah, it's looking looking very likely that you know for the first round of Carrera Cup, hopefully uh, or somewhere, it's going to be the beginning of the season for the Carrera Cup cars for sure. Um, this the next couple of weeks where we're out with the sprint. You know, the, the is you know we, we we get fed, but we don't get the hospitality unit um, and, and no spectators at the moment. But that that will uh, you know it's gonna it's gonna ease off by what people are saying. So mm. yeah, looking forward to it. Really looking forward to that day <laughs> when they all Right, yeah. and now finally coming down to the final few questions of this podcast, and uh, these are just some questions that I've always repeated with the drivers as well, and I'd love to know. A story from you also. Um, in this in this long journey, what would be that one moment um, that you felt that there's a sense of achievement that has happened, where you felt that okay, this is the this is the right spot where our team has hit. That one moment that that may have happened. That one moment, God, there's many. There is many. Every championship is special to us in in any way. Um, but I mean the. Probably the biggest moment was uh, we had a Carrera Cup race at um, Le, uh, Le Mans, mm. and we won that. And it, I, if people watch it on YouTube, it's the final lap, and it was with Daniel. With Daniel, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that was the most amazing. You know, that was that's where you sort of welled up a bit, and you know, it, it meant something there. But that was that's a very very special moment. He he came here last time and he was saying that he didn't even know that it, it was the last lap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how the race, the race, every inch of the way, every inch of the way. <laughs> I, 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 and and uh, after the interview, I saw the clip on YouTube. It was a, a great last lap that I uh, that I've seen in, in uh, with uh, with whatever I'm watching related to racing, and when you talk about the happy moment, what would that be, or what would the low point be for you uh, in this journey? The the saddest moment probably that may have happened on the track? The saddest moment? Well, I mean, one of them was Dino Zamparelli. Uh, 2017, right? Yeah, and it wasn't his fault. He was leading the race in the first race. And all we had to do was finish that race basically in the top three um, to win the championship. And unfortunately, somebody put coolant down one of the back markers the lap before. And he was the first one to come across it and, he, and it caused him to spin and couldn't get the car restarted in time to be able to. And, and we lost the championship for that for, for, for no fault of his own. That was, you know, that was quite hard to take. You know, mm-hmm. you don't mind it, you know, sometimes if it's a mistake or what. But I mean, how can you foresee a bit of water on the track, you know, from some other, for an accident earlier on. But, you know, that's it. Yeah, you say we still picked ourselves up and we go again, dust ourselves down. <laughs> Absolutely. And coming to the last question of this podcast, and I think I've been asking this question repeatedly now. I asked this to Simon uh, about, uh, is there any ritual or any superstition that you follow or you tend to do before every race? And Simon told me what he did and Daniel was also talking about this. Do you have any superstition that you do before every race? No, there's not one for me. I, I know Simon. I know he doesn't go on the grid. So <laughs> I can tell you that. I don't really have one. So I, I never really, because uh, otherwise, I, you know, what happens if I ever forgot to do it? <laughs> I'd kick myself, but I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I've never really had anything like that. It's, uh, it's not something I do. So. And any ritual that you follow that's 
probably after winning, uh, maybe eat a, eat a certain form of dinner, party hard, any ritual that you follow after the win? Well, uh, after the win, if we win the championship, we always have a, we always stay on the Sunday. Uh, we always have a good, good party with the lads, you know, and a, a, a nice meal out and a few beers. Um, and we've always done that. That's one thing that we've always done. And that, that, that's good. You know, the pressure's off. You and know, pushing and, and pushing yeah. each other and, and pushing in the pool as well, I believe. In the pool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. We're going about 17 years there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nowadays it hurts a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, I think, Alex, with that said, we've, we've come down to the end of this podcast. And um, it's been a really interesting conversation that we had. And uh, I wish you all the best for this season and all the coming seasons ahead. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. If you like this episode, please subscribe to my channel. You can also catch the video version of this podcast on YouTube. The link is in the bio. You can also follow me on Instagram. The handle is Arinjay Bansal. And once again, thank you so much for giving me your time. And I hope to see you again for this Bonspot Show.